Welcome to the Sys Admin School podcast. I am Mike Walton, and I'm going to be your podcaster for today. Now, I didn't realize, I didn't realize um, over the last few years how big podcasting really got. I honestly, I honestly just thought it was kind of done. I didn't realize people were still doing it. I didn't realize it was as popular. And then I started listening to some podcasts online and thought, hey, maybe this would be a great way to help my website and reach more people. So here I am podcasting. This is my very first one. So please go easy on me. Now, I'm starting this podcast and I'm going to try to do as many as I can um, throughout the weeks, months, but it's going to probably be slow going here starting. But the podcast is going to be directly related to my website, which is thesysadminschool.com. Now, that website is really my, it's partially me trying to give back. And what I want to do is I want to help others to change their career. If they have an interest in IT or an interest more specifically in systems administration, that's really what my site's focused on. I want to give back to those people, and I want to allow them to help progress their careers. Now, the site's not only for that. My my goal with the site is to continually add more and more content, more and more great content to it. So not only am I helping people change their careers, but I'm helping anyone in the IT career progress. I want to help people progress by learning new technologies or thinking about things a little bit differently or just helping them manage their career. That's kind of the the point and the goal of my website, thesysadminschool.com. Now, with all that out of the way, that's really a, a long-winded kind of introduction here. So there's nothing real special about me. I don't honestly have a great story, but I figure I'd go ahead and share it with you just so you know where I'm coming from and know a little bit more about me since this is my very first podcast. So really, like I said, there's nothing special about my story. Uh, I have you know, I've been into IT and technology ever since I can remember. I've always loved computers. I've always loved technology. Pretty much anything I could get my hands on that was a computer or something that had circuitry in it, I loved. I was very fortunate as a kid that my father would actually bring home computers that his company was about to throw away. If a computer was no longer needed and they were going to just toss it, He'd bring it home to me, and I'd tear it apart and rebuild it, and tear it apart and rebuild it again. And I remember as a as a young as a younger kid, I uh, would actually walk around the house with a monochrome, a black and white laptop computer that I had an external twenty eight point eight bits modem that I carried around with me. So 28.8. So if you're listening to this and you don't know what a modem is, go Google it. Google images on a regular dial-up modem. And that's what this was. And I would walk around the house. My laptop case had both of these things in it. So I'd you know go into the living room and I'd sit down and I'd plug my laptop into power. I'd plug the modem into power. I'd plug the serial cable from the modem into my laptop. And then I'd plug the modem into the phone outlet on the wall and I'd dial up and I'd get on IRC chat or I'd do some web browsing or something of the likes. And that was one of my really 
that's one of my longest, kind of the furthest back memory of really when I started getting into computers. Um, like I said, I really always was into it, and I knew that it was probably going to be something in my career that I was going to be doing with computers. I always aced, you know, I didn't do that great in school, but I always aced any computer course you threw at me. I, I flew through it with, I was typically two or three days ahead of everybody in terms of completing assignments. And most of the time I just sat back and didn't do a whole lot <laughs> in the class. Um, but that's really how I got started. Uh, the, when I was 17, so senior in high school, I got an internship at what ended up being my very first IT job. So I got an internship at this company uh, working for the one-person IT department. And I would leave every other day from high school. I'd leave at lunch, and I'd go and do this internship. And it was an unpaid internship. But if there was a problem and I stayed late to help with something or I came in on the weekends to do work, this company, they offered to pay me. And it wasn't bad. At the time, I was making $10 a hour when they were actually paying me. So, you know, that was pretty good money for a 17-year-old kid who, you know, at the time my actual job was making about $7.50 an hour. So I was pretty happy with $10 an hour. And then fast forward when I graduated high school, I was hired by this company right out of high school to work for the IT department. So we became now a two-person IT department. And I worked for that company for 10 years. I worked for them for 10 years before I left. And something really interesting happened there in that I learned a lot. We had a friend of mine, great friend of mine, who was a consultant come in and do a lot of the networking and and work for us that we that was out of our realm of expertise. So he would come in and do this networking work, but he was great because he was a great teacher. He would take me kind of off to the side and he would show me what he was doing. He would show me his thought process. He would give me equipment to play with and let me learn. And this was a lot of this equipment was Cisco equipment or it was Microsoft Exchange that he was working on or it was just Windows operating system in general. And I remember the first time going actually to his house, him and I were hanging out and it was the first time I actually went to his house and, and we hung out uh, over the weekend. And I walked into his office and he had a lab set up. He didn't have any servers because he a lot of his stuff he did was networking, but he had two or three networking switches, Cisco switches and a router sitting on a table. And I sat there and thought to myself, that's awesome. That's great. I I would love to do this. This would be really cool to have set up and be able to to learn on my own, use this equipment to study versus just reading it out of a book, which is kind of difficult. And I, that was the first time in my life that I was like, I need a computer lab. I need a server lab in my house. <laughs> now, again, still living with my parents. So it wasn't really feasible for me to do that. At the time, I found a lot of um, simulators that I could use to help simulate as if I had an actual lab. But that really lit that fire, that started that spark. And so I continued learning on my own, which was great. Um, and the company, I actually, at around my 10-year mark with this company, I came to a crossroads where I was actually, I loved what I did. I loved the IT aspect, but the company itself, I was getting a little tired of. They, they weren't treating me extremely well. So I came to a crossroads because... In that same time period, I'd also 
taken other classes and I had achieved my medic status with a rescue squad. So at around the 10 year mark, I reached this crossroad where I had to decide, do I want to go the medical route or do I want to go to the IT route? Do I want to stay on the IT route or do I want to veer off and take a new career path and go the medical route? And I was fortunate enough, the company that I work for now was hiring and my girlfriend at the time, wife now, saw they were hiring and said, you really need to apply for this company. And it was a company that I I knew. Anyone who lives in my area knows this company and you grow up, grew up with this company. So it was great. I interviewed, I was offered the job and that really is then what propelled my career. Uh, it really just shot my career into places I never even dreamed it could go in the terms of the equipment that I got to play with, the stuff that I got to learn, the different pieces that I could pull together from all different aspects of IT and learn about and really progress as a person and progress my career, which I'm just so thankful for. When I started with this other company, what it also showed me, unfortunately, is that our college systems, at least the one that I went to, are not that great in teaching IT if they are not a specifically geared college to teaching IT sometimes they aren't that great. Uh, the college that I actually went to, I took a lot of IT networking classes and we were unfortunately working with equipment that was probably six years old. So a lot of the equipment we were working with is not what your companies, your typical companies have out there right now. And it really was hard because I was, I knew the stuff that I was working with. I understood it. I understood Cisco switches very well. And the professor teaching me was teaching me on stuff that was, like I said, six years old. So the stuff she was saying was not current at all. And things had changed in those six years. So a lot of the statements she was making were not accurate with newer equipment. So it was another point to me when I realized this, that it brought back that I need to, I need to learn this stuff on my own. I can't rely on a college I can't rely on necessarily other people. I need to have my own equipment that I can deal with. And I can make sure that it's that it's what I need to be. It's the newest stuff that I can have. I can make sure I'm working with newer operating systems. And those all those key factors, and I've kind of rambled on here, but all those key factors, being hired by this other company, learning from my friend, that you really should have your own lab and then learning and realizing that you know colleges are not always the best equipped to teach certain aspects of IT all of that to me came together into really one one kind of realization and that realization is i need my own lab i need my own equipment and i need to be able to build my own environment to learn I can build Windows servers, I can build Linux servers, I can build appliances, I can build anything I want in my lab. Really, I'm only limited by power consumption and my budget. And that's really what I learned. And I've and once I was able to actually accumulate and build out my lab, I just learned so much from it. 
I was able to start teaching courses on different technologies. And by teaching, I learned more and more about those technologies. So building my lab just, it just, again, skyrocketed everything. And then my friend who had the original lab that I saw actually came over one day to take a look at my lab and to look at some new technology and stuff that I had been working with. So it was great to see that whole full circle come together between me and my friend and how my career has just kind of shot off. Um, and I'm very fortunate. Like I said, I don't have any, you know, hard, I really don't have any hardship story, unfortunately. Mine's just a pretty straightforward. I had one real crossroad in my life of where I wanted to go, and I decided to stick with IT, and I'm super, super, super happy that I did. Now, where does all this take you? Why am I telling you all this? I'm telling you all this because I just want you to understand who I am and where I come from, and I also want you to understand why I'm building my site. And I want this, I want my website, lisasadmanschool.com, I want this to be a place where other people can make that realization, where other people can learn kind of the same way that I did, and where I can help people who may not have been as fortunate in certain areas as I was to still continue to learn, still continue to progress their careers, even if they can't build that lab, or even if they think it's going to cost them thousands of dollars to build this equipment. I want to be able to help those people. And that's the point of my site. And that's going to be the point of this entire podcast. All of these podcasts that I do are going to be geared toward some aspect that's related to the website. So it's going to be related to systems administration. It's going to be related to networking where I can. Some of this stuff is a little difficult in a podcast, so a little bit better in a video. So like a lot of these will be on my YouTube channel, but it's still these are still going to be created. These podcasts, I'm still going to create them because I think that these will be very beneficial to people when you can't sit and watch a video. When you're driving your car and you want to listen to something, but you can't watch a video. Or you're at work, you're at your current job, and you want to listen to something, but you can't watch a video. So that's my goal, my idea with these podcasts is to help with that. And a lot of this information is going to also be available on my blog, as well as, or my website, as well as on my YouTube channel. Now, all that being said, I think and I hope you have kind of a good idea of where I'm coming from here. And the last thing I really wanted to mention in this first podcast is the first kind of the, for me, the first stepping stone um, on how I want to help people. And that is building their lab. I want to help people kind of break that barrier of saying, I don't have enough money or I don't have the time to build a lab. Uh, most people are going to think, oh, it would cost me a couple thousand dollars to build a lab and I don't know how to do it. It really is not that difficult. I went through a lot. I went through two or three years of planning and searching for equipment for my lab. So I've gone through a lot of the stuff that I'll hopefully steer you away from. And it, building a lab is not that difficult. And that's the first thing I want to help people with is building that lab so you can learn on your own, you can help progress your career, and you can help progress your own learning. I get so excited about this stuff. My wife really gets annoyed with it because when I'm not at my job, a lot of times this is what I want to do. Now, I'm a family man. I love spending time. I love nothing more than spending time with my family. If I could spend time with them and nothing else, I'd be okay with that. 
but I absolutely love technology. So I do a lot of work on the weekends. I do a lot of stuff at night when everyone's gone to bed, trying to get my lab and my website and all of my other pieces together and working. So I've created to help people with this an ebook, great ebook. And you can get this ebook completely for free by going to $400lab.com. That's 400-D-O-L-L-A-R-L-A-B.com. 400dollarlab.com. And this site's going to just redirect you to a page on my website that is going to show you my my ebook. And it's basically an ebook I wrote to teach you how to build that lab. And the reason it's called 400 dollar lab is because we're going to build this lab for less than $400. That's right. It may seem crazy. Now, my first lab was not less than $400, but my first lab was less than $500. And in building this book and doing some of the things that I've learned and how to create this lab and what equipment to look for, what stuff you need to have, I was actually able to find everything that I needed for less than $400. I want to say it comes around around $380 for everything. And that is a networking, that is networking device and a server that has enough storage in it to host virtual machines or virtual servers for any types of lab you want to do. And that's what I go over in this ebook. And that's the great thing about it. And I, I just finished it. I really, really want to get feedback and want, want people to know, let me know, excuse me, I want people to let me know what they like about it, what they don't like about it. I really want to hear hear your feedback on it. But again, that's $400lab.com. And it's the complete guide to building your own home lab for less than $400. Now, all I ask is that I all I ask in return for this ebook is an email address. Uh, that's all I ask. Now, my I have very strict policies on email addresses. So, you you trust me. If you trust me enough to give me your email address, I do not want to do anything to break that trust. I understand all the spam that I get, and I absolutely hate it. I will never sell anything directly on my email list. So I will email you with information. I may email you about a new blog post. I will email you about new free offers or new free things that I may have out. I will, however, never email you about paid or premium offers. And that is my promise to you. By you giving me your email address, you will only be getting information from me. And any of the premium stuff that you may want that I do provide, you can get off of my website, but I will not be advertising any of those within the emails that I send you. So that's my promise to you on how I plan to handle your email address. I will never sell your email address. It will stay completely with me. And if at any time you are tired of my emails, you can feel free to just unsubscribe. Now, one last thing I will say about my ebook is that at this time I'm hosting it on a site called gumroad.com. And this is kind of like, it's similar to an ejunkie.com site where you actually can host your, your electronic products for people to purchase. Now I'm hosting it here and I have it set at $0. So you don't have to pay anything for this ebook. 
However, when you go to download this, it's going to ask you for a fair price. You can just put zero in. You don't have to feel bad about it. If you want to throw a couple bucks my way, I really greatly appreciate it. But I don't expect it, and I don't necessarily need you to. So feel free to just put in a zero in that fair price box, and then click the I want this button. And you can download my ebook, Build a Home Lab for Under $400. That's really all I had. That's really pretty much everything I had for this first podcast. We're coming around right a little past about 20 and a 20 minutes and 30 second mark right now. And I think I've actually covered everything I want to cover. So I'm going to continue to do these podcasts. I really, really hope that you will listen, you will like, you'll subscribe to them. Please check out my website, thesysadminschool.com. Again, feel free to subscribe to that. I also have a couple of free, I have a free course on that and a couple of premium courses, but I do have a free course that you can feel free to sign up for on Windows Server 2019. Very basic stuff. And many of my YouTube videos are also going to be displayed on that website, thesysadminschool.com. So with that, I hope I did okay for my very first podcast. I'm hoping to do more of these moving forward and in the future on multiple topics still to be determined, but I'd love to hear your feedback. If you have a topic you want me to cover based on what I've told you, my 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 blog and my site and my YouTube channel and my podcast are all about, if you have things you'd want me to talk about, I'd love to hear them. I'd love to know what those are so that I can prepare stuff and give you what you want. You can also check me out on Twitter at Mike Walton1984. That's my Twitter handle, so feel free to say hi on Twitter or just send me any information, any questions you have, or anything you'd like me to cover there. So with that, guys, I'm gonna conclude. I'm going to conclude this podcast, and I hope to talk to you soon. <laughs>